This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Captain Cook. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something, so we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome to Strangers and Aliens Podcast with sci-fi, fantasy, Christianity, all that good stuff. We are here to talk about. Uh, I don't know what we're here to talk about, Doctor Jace. <laughs> do you know what we're here to talk about? Absolutely no clue whatsoever. Okay, so Doctor Jace and I showed up. Steve sent an email that said, "I've got something I want to do to you guys." No, <laughs> he said, "I've got something I, I want to give to." You. I don't know what this is, Steve. You're gonna have to take it. Take it, Steve. All I'm saying, Steve. All I'm saying is, if this is another multi-level marketing pitch, I'm I'm hanging up. It's not a pyramid scheme. It just looks like a triangle. Okay. It's an upside down triangle. A pyramid is a 3D shape, and a triangle is to. Uh, I was wait. I was very excited. I got this from uh, one of our friends, a good friend of the podcast. He's been on before, and uh, I won't, I don't want to jump the gun to tell you who it is. So we'll just roll into it, and then. You know, it's it, it's just a special thing that uh, he felt he felt a little you know extra this time of year or something. So he just gave us this little uh, sixteen second shot in the arm. Uh, okay, so, so I'm playing something here. Uh, this is where this will be. I'm, played. Gonna, I'm playing something here. So okay, well, let's play this gift from Steve and someone else. You this ready, Doctor Jace? Stranger Than Alien podcast. This is Kobe Radcliffe, and I am. So pumped to be part of this project that Steve has created for you guys. Just want to say hello, Merry Christmas, and I love your show. Well, that was nice. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The fourth, the fourth, uh, the fourth stranger and alien. <laughs> That's right. He's, after after the whole wait, was it, no, no, no. thing. <laughs> no, he was fifth. He was fifth after um. Oh, Shazbot, yeah, yeah. yeah so Shazbot is like Ringo. And and Kobe is kind of like that other fifth guy that nobody knows about who was a part of the Beatles, but then yeah, yeah. So okay, so that was nice, nice little welcome kind of thing. So now what, Steve? Because you sent us something else. I did. Okay. This is something that you you guys don't know about. This it's sort of like my secret Santa gift to you. Okay, both. so you, should do we listen to it now? Not yet, not yet. Okay, uh, so I'll start playing it in just a second here, but what, any more it's, lead it's, in it's, here? It's sort of like my secret Santa gift to you, but in, instead of, like, you know, picking your name out of a hat, I picked both of you. And <laughs> Is this like and, a, is this a secret Santa or a dirty Santa? What? Dirty Santa is the game when you, like, give a gift 
and then someone else can either take it away from you or they can open another one. Oh no, no. You know, like it's <laughs> white elephant, this, white elephant. After this gift is after this gift is unveiled, there will be no taking it back. <laughs> you can't unhear. Is that what you're saying? So, you can't so, unhear. Okay, can we listen to it now? Yeah. Or listen is- listen to it now. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of children? Santa knows. <laughs> Santa, who aids the forces of niceness and goodness, is in reality the Mode Cranberry, wealthy old man of the world. Years ago in the Arctic, Cranberry learned a strange and mysterious secret. The power to cloud children's minds so they cannot see him unless he wants them to. Cranberry's friend and companion, the lovely Candy King, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible Santa belongs. Tonight's drama, the Santa who wasn't there. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Well, let's see. Eggs, roast, milk, bread, chocolate. Have I got everything? I think you've got everything, Candy. I mean, we're not feeding the whole town. But it's Christmas. It needs to be special. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Hey, don't you mean Happy Holidays? Of course not. This is mid-December 1937. Hanukkah and Ramadan are over, and Kwanzaa hasn't even been invented yet. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! Mommy, can I give my whole house to the Salvation Army? Santa is right there watching. My son, your whole allowance? Both pennies? I know it's a lot, but if I don't, then Santa might not give me anything on Christmas Day. Well, that's not really the reason to give. We should give because God has blessed us with so much. We should give with no expectation of getting anything in return. Oh, Lamode, isn't this precious? Yes, Miss Kane. Let's see how it plays out. So, even if I did give my money, if I did it selfishly, Santa would know and not give me anything? Well, something like that. But more importantly, God loves a cheerful giver. Hmm. Well, okay. I'm going to put my two cents in, since the scriptwriter already has. Wait a minute. Where's Santa? Why, he was right here a minute ago. Lamode, what happened to him? I don't know, Miss Kane. But perhaps I can find out more about this missing storefront bell ringer as... Santa. Santa will continue with his adventure in just a moment. In the meantime, here is a message of particular importance to families throughout this area who supply their own stocking stuffers. We are now in a period of the year when all budgets are put to their severest tests. However, homeowners who use blue coal have nothing to worry about because blue coal, which is especially prepared for stocking use, is better qualified to meet sudden changes of behavior than other stuffers. During good behavior, blue coal banks for long periods with little attention, then responds to bad behavior with a uniform filling of the entire stocking. Unlike a good many other stocking stuffers sold in this area, blue coal is prepared exclusively for filling stockings. Sales of blue coal this Christmas in the Middle Atlantic and New England states show an increase of 10.4% over naughtiness for the same period a year ago. Ask for it by name.
Candy Cane, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not deaf. What do you want me to do, Lamode? Not Lamode, remember. In this guise, I'm Santa. Keep the police, detectives, and the mother occupied so I can talk with the child. Oh, officer, can you explain to this good woman and me what might have happened to the bell ringer? Well, this is a crime radio show, so it could be almost anything. Assault, abduction, sleepwalking, spontaneous human combustion. Oh, certainly not. My dear, you would be surprised. It could be sharpsters, grift, graft, swamp monster, red herring. Son, can you hear my voice? Who's that? I have many names. In China, I am known as Dunche Lao Ren. Christmas old man. <laughs> Are we in China? No. Uh, let me finish. Speaking of Finnish, I am known as Joelopuki in Finland. Are you pronouncing that right? Uh, probably not. But, but listen, in Germany, I am known as Weihnachtsmann. Christmas man. In Chile, Viejo Pascuero. Old man Christmas. I am Père Noël to the French, and, I guess, the Belgians, too. To the Polish, I am Sweaty Nicolaj. That sounds painful. Do you have a name in America? In Hawaii, I am Kanakaloka. <laughs> Hawaii won't even be a state for another 20 years. What's your name here in the contiguous 48? Contiguous? How did you know that word? I got a dictionary for Christmas last year. Oh, yeah. I, now I remember. Wait. Are you Santa? <laughs> I am. But not the bell ringer who disappeared. Did you see what happened? No. I was talking with my mother about giving money to him. But wait. If you are Santa, then who is the man ringing the bell? Just a man. A small light, pointing to a much larger light. Like me. Santa, are you God? No, but rather think of me as an expression of his grace and mercy. But wait, who is that? It can't be, but it is. This man and so have him written out of family will as yet another family member dropped in an effort to fulfill some twisted taunting. Uh, excuse me, folks. I had to see a man about a reindeer. Or he could have just needed to use the facilities. Well, my work here's done. But if this guy is back, where is that other Santa fella? Oh, where indeed, right, Lamode? Maybe back to his home country. By the way, Candy, did you know that Santa is Polish? Don't you mean North Polish? <laughs> <laughs> The Santa Who Wasn't There was performed by Krista McDonald as Candy Kane, Jeremy Zare as the boy, Eve Franklin as the mother, Hank Harwell as the storefront Santa, Kobe Radcliffe as the detective, Jeff Slemons was your announcer, and this is Steve McDonald, the voice of Lamode Cranberry.
Happy Christmas. Well, <laughs> not <Wow>. expected. <laughs> yeah, totally unexpected. So, Ben, yeah. tell me, what's your first reaction? Well, my first reaction is, I'm wondering if Dr. Jace is getting some of these jokes here, because they're kind of <laughs> old-fashioned, old-time radio jokes. Well, see, I, I, what I did is I put in some old-fashioned radio jokes for Ben, and uh-huh. I only made it eight minutes long for short attention span Jace. <laughs> so it has something for both of you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I liked it. It was fun. I laughed. I did. I yeah, even I didn't a know bit. what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, a, it was a takeoff on the old, the shadow. No, no, no. And, I, and I this is where I, 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 got a, I got a text from Steve where he said, hey, Ben, what do you think about this? Who knows what evil lurks within the hearts of men? The Children. Santa knows or something like that. And Children. It's like, oh, hey. No, I, I get that part. No, I thought it was fun. And who was the – um? There were were there two female voices or one? Yeah, there's uh, Candy Kane, which was my wife. She played Candy Kane. And then there was the mother uh, who was played by um, uh, uh, Eve Franklin. From uh, Are You Just Watching? Right. We had on the show once or twice. Um, so I, I reached out to like favorites of the show and uh, the, the – responses that I got were really cool. We had uh, Kobe play the detective. Um, Jeremy Zare, who was uh, in the show previous to Strangers and Aliens with us, uh, played the child, the, the boy. And he did this really neat, um, almost like a red skeleton, mean, mean little kid type of a voice, which I, you know, I, I wasn't coaching him, <laughs> but he just did it. Um, and uh, we had uh, 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 Hank Harwell played the store, storefront Santa. Uh, Jeff Slemons. Appropriate because of his connection to uh, uh, Salvation Army. Salvation Army, yeah. Um, and Jeff Slemons was the narrator. So Jeff uh, Slemons, artist of Job, the graphic novel. Yeah. Job, the graphic novel. Also, also the one that did the uh, stuff on our website. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. So, well, I, a, a nice uh, and appropriate for this, the time period, this being <laughs> December 2014 that we are recording – Although, if you are listening to our back catalog, then you, you might be – this might be Christmas in July for you. But that's okay because yeah. it's Christmas for us and we want to talk about that stuff. <laughs> so, all right, Steve. Nice job. Nice work pulling that together. That was, sounded good. Yeah, that was good. some good sound effects in there. And- yeah. the, the, the interesting thing was everyone recorded their lines by themselves except for me and Krista and – then I had to like dissemble them and reassemble. Them. <laughs> it was really kind of interesting. Um, so that's why there was a different sound quality in some of the the recordings. So you know, I, I apologize. So hold on just a second. Someone's yelling in the other room. Okay. Well, with this awkward silence now, I think it's time for us to <laughs> to sign off and say goodbye. What? Yeah, it's time to go. But what about the, the, the questions and things that were posed by this? Anything that, you know? What, I mean, what questions? You know, it, it was pretty clear. So, but, uh, you know, you, th- you think of me questions? <laughs> Jay, okay. any questions? Jay? <laughs> we lost Jace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm- 
But see, one of the things I, I wanted to, for people to to think, if if they listen to this with any, I mean, it's it's supposed to be humorous, but right, right. with any type of you know thought into it, I mean, as Christians who you know deal with the whole Santa issue, you know, Santa isn't really there. You know, this is the Santa that that uh, that wasn't there. So, you know, and trying to put a like a good face on Santa sometimes is difficult for Christians. It's something that I struggled with when I, um, you know, when I started having a family and having, uh, you know, having kids and wanting them to have that that you know type of of, of connection with the season. Um, so you know, when I thought about what Santa really could be in a Christian setting, I mean, you know, it, in, in his best moments, he really is a personification of God's grace. You know, we mm-hmm. we aren't nice all year, you know, you, but we never seem to get that you know stocking full of coal. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, when I when I tried to put Santa into our family traditions. Um, I had to sort of break it down into like a story form and to think about it that way. So, you know, the, the, the whole Santa thing, the way I think about it, it's a story for kids. But if they knew that it was a story, it wouldn't have the same impact. You know, as adults, we're sort of like the lead actors in the story. We need to make it believable. You know, it's not a lie or a trick, but it's like a play. We pretend all the time. You know, if we are Superman and they present us with the Play-Doh kryptonite, if we're not reacting to it, they realize that the playtime is over, that we're not playing anymore. So, you know, there's that there's that long-form play that this Santa thing can be for 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 my family anyway. But of course, there's that in- inevitable time when they realize that it isn't real. And you know what do we do as Christians then? So it's when tough I, though because as a Christian parent, you're you're teaching this truthy story, <laughs> but yeah. then it's this okay. So what else is a truthy story? You know, is this Bible stuff just a truthy story? Well, and that's an interesting thing because that that's 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 one thing that I look at when I'm like okay. Do I want to lie to my kids and tell them Santa's real and then have them say, well, God is Santa too? Mm. The same kind of thing. God is not mm. real, but he's, you know, you're telling me this stuff like it is. See, and I, I I'm worried, I'm worried about like breaking down that barrier of truthiness and truth mm-hmm. with my kids. So that's what I, I took I, on. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I actually took this, um, Topic for one of our sermon series for our church is we do a we do a sermon series uh, called Q and A where people actually submit questions and uh, one of them is based around um, people ask you know what what do Christians viewpoint of Santa be and and I said you know obviously people have different personal convictions yada 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 but 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 I think there's a big difference between enjoying uh, and, and this is just my take on it, because if you look at the story of Santa, even the tradition of Santa, is the story bad? I don't think the story is bad. In fact, I think we need as in our culture, we don't have a positive male. And a lot of it is a positive. 
of male role models, a lot of times it, I, I sit there and go, you know, I don't feel the need to tell my two-year-old that Santa is not real. I don't feel the need to do that because it's not lying. I don't sit there and tell her, oh, by the way, your teddy bear has no soul. I don't <laughs> sit there and go, by, by the way, Mickey Mouse does not really exist. I don't feel the need to do that anywhere else. So I don't feel the need to do that with Santa Claus. Now, where I, where Erica and I, my wife and I draw the line is when they get old enough and they ask the question, is Santa real? At that point, I, I won't lie. I'll, I'll, I'll take that and use that as a, as a rite of passage for them. Um, because that's not something I want to do is lie to perpetuate the fairy, to fa- the fairy tale. That, that's our view on it. Um, I don't, I don't see it the same as getting confused with truth and reality. Uh, it's, it's having fun because they're kids and things are magical. Just like my my daughter told me the other day, she's like, "There's a dinosaur in the room." I go, "Really? Where? <laughs> right over there." And you know, I don't sit there and go, "Honey, listen, the dinosaur's in your head." You but just stop. But do you? Because here's where I'm not trying to play devil's advocate. I'm actually not at all trying to play that. My thing is not so much um, playing along with story. My thing is perpetuating a lie and saying Santa is real and saying, you know, hey, the, you know, Santa's not going to bring you a gift if you and, – right. and, and being, you know, the con- giving a concrete reality right. well, as, as opposed to, um, you know, hey, we play all the time. And we play superheroes and, and robots and, and dinosaurs and all these things with, with my kids um, and – I love the fantasy of the Santa Claus story and, and right. the different stories that they have. And I, we watch those movies and we watch those shows sure. and, and that kind of thing. I'm talking about the danger of, you know, just being careful about how you present something that's not true as something that is true. Right. Well, I think first of all, every parent and every parent has to, to go with what their personal conviction is on it because, you know, I think, Hopefully, God's leading in that direction. I, I, I personally, when they're kids, I don't see that. Oh, that that's a whole. It's fun. It's fun. It's make believe. It's be like okay. Last week, um, last week, um, a church in the area did uh, a, a thing called Welcome to Bethlehem. What they do is you kind of walk through in different areas or different parts of Bethlehem, and basically. The whole theme is that you're part of a caravan on its way to Bethlehem, and eventually you, of course, end up at the manger. Well, my daughter, earlier in the day, I knew we were going, and she she loves her Bible. I don't. I mean, I don't know where. I mean, obviously, you know, she goes to the church and stuff like this, but all of a sudden, she carries her Bible everywhere. She's only two years old, and I ask her, <laughs> I ask her, I go, honey, what do you got there? The Bible? I go, what does the Bible say? And she goes. Jesus loves you. And I go, holy cow, where'd that come from? And Thanksgiving, <laughs> I ask her to say what she's thankful for. And she goes, I'm Jesus. And I'm like, gosh, this, I'm a really good parent. Of course, that's <laughs> followed up. Of course, that's followed up with her pushing her little sister down. And then I'm thinking, man, I'm a horrible parent. But no. <laughs> so earlier in the day, um, I look back at her and I say, honey, do you want to go see the baby Jesus? And she goes, Yes. And so the entire time she goes into the, the, the Bethlehem and she's looking at, you know, the wise men and interacting with the people and she's not afraid of anybody. But when she comes to that moment where she sees the baby Jesus in the manger, 
it was like this awe moment. Now, do I sit there and tell her, honey, these people are fake. In fact, mm-hmm. that's my friend. He was in my wedding. They're not really <laughs> Joseph and Mary. No, I don't. Um, I think every parent has to do what they um, – you know, what their personal convictions is. I think when they're younger, it's fun because they don't know the difference. They don't know the difference between, you know, Mickey Mouse and what's real. It's a matter of instilling in them. I wanted to go to the, to the Bethlehem thing. I, I read the, the, the Christmas story because I want them to have that experience. I want them to have the knowledge of Jesus. Why, um, why we celebrate Christmas when they get to the age where they ask, is this all real? That, that point, it's a different ball game because at that yeah. point is when – that's when it goes from lying. In my, in my book, that's when it's lying instead of playing because there's a lot of things they don't – they're not going to get for me. You know, They're not going to understand a, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing with, with me. When you have that moment of, of you know, truth, um, you can tell them that it was a story but – there's a different story, a better story, you know, a one that we can know that we're in the story because it's just that good. It's God's story, you know, and how God's grace is, is wonderful. But, you know, it, the same way as it, the Santa story points to, you know, being naughty and nice. God's grace means that we must be undeserving of it if we're getting grace. You know, it's not just a gift. It's, it's grace. And that points to our sin. And, you know, when we realize that our sin is what keeps us from, you know, true communion with God and and his grace, you know, the, through the sacrifice, Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that covers that sin. Then we can, you know, take the Santa play and put those lessons that we learned in the play into practice in a Christian life. You know, I mean, God sees us when we're sleeping. God knows when we're awake. And he knows that we've been bad, not good. You know, but I mean, if we're Christians, then, you know, we've been saved from the consequences of that badness because the ultimate penalty of our sins, the, you know, eternal separation from, from him and his glory, that's, it's, it's like, it's turned on its head now. Well, you see, know, I, instead of I, doing the good works to get, let me just, just. Let me finish my sentence. Instead of doing the good works to get the 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 good grace to be in Santa's good graces, we get that God's grace, and now these good works are the things we do to you know in our own small way to say thank you. They don't save us, but they're sort of like if we're real true Christians, we do them because it's sort of like our calling card. You know, this sort of makes it makes makes it clear to other people that we're really true Christians. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the one thing that I, I don't celebrate with the, the Christmas thing. I don't like to do the, oh, if you're good, you'll get a present. Right. That part, I don't like that because I do believe that that can instill this works mentality that that we're only lovable when we do good things. Right. So that's something we don't we do not do um, because I think that can instill something that, that we don't want to necessarily instill. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Ben, yes. any other thoughts? No, <laughs> um, no. I, with with the Santa Claus thing and with with anything else, you know, similar to that, the thing I want to instill with with my kids, and it's later on, you know, with with them, is to analyze the story, you know, and and pull, 
like what you're talking about, Steve, pull that stuff out of there mm-hmm. if it's there, you know, if there's value. And so that's not just the Santa Claus story, but the other stuff as well, like Narnia or whatever it right. might be, you know, superheroes or whatever it might be. Um, and as far as what we do with Santa with our kids, honestly, we don't mess with it. <laughs> we just It's never been a thing with them. And we make sure that with our older kids, we tell them some of the kids at church, they believe that Santa's a real thing. So don't tell them it's not because you're not the one who gets to do that. Um, And it's, that's the other thing with me is it's a weird and, and wonky line to, to, to walk when you're presenting the Christmas story and talking about, you know, you, I'm saying on stage in front of a Sunday school class kind of thing, presenting the Christmas story, and you have to watch yourself and not say Santa's not a real thing, <laughs> you know, because you're you're up there, and I, my thing was I'm up there trying to teach the real Christmas story that actually happened. Right. That's history, you know. It's not just right. it's not just a story; it is a history. And I did it one time and I, I had someone come uh, come to me and say, you can't do that. You can't say Santa's not real right. because that's not your place to say that. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay. Because I'm up there thinking, I'm talking about Frosty's not real, but Jesus is real. You know, Rudolph's not real, but Mary and Joseph were real. And I'm, I'm talking, you know, through all these things of what's real, what's not real when you're talking about the Christmas story. And... And then to have, you know, get called out on it, basically, that's not your place to say Santa's not real. Yeah. Right. And and that's kind of where I come from with, with just the way I approach Santa with my own family and with what I'm talking about here is um, it's a matter of reality versus not reality. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of, for some families, this, you know, Santa is a real thing. And, and I don't think anyone in the room caught it enough that I, like, crushed any child's <laughs> hopes or dreams or whatever for you know to get a xbox from santa or something i don't know but but that's kind of where i was coming from and where i do still come from i how do you walk that tightrope of this is the real story this is the real thing that happened and all this other stuff is stuff that other people have packed onto it some good some bad but it's all just been packed right onto this reality yeah. And we lose track of the fact that it is the reality. Yeah, yeah. Ben, you know, um, I have a question for you because I, I'm, I am curious about this because you know I do think about this stuff. See, I never had the experience of Santa because, um, well, I have a very unique story in the fact that my mother took me. I believe I was three or four years old. Took me to the mall to see Santa Claus for the first time, and I go in, and I see Santa. And I don't want to go see Santa. I end up going to see Santa, but I go back to my mom and I go, something's weird here. And she goes, why? She goes, Santa looks like dad. <laughs> and sure enough, my dad had gotten a job as a Santa at the mall. So he took me behind when he was getting off work. He, you know, he was getting undressed and stuff. And I'm like, my dad, you know, I'm, for, so I never grew up with, with that whole, oh, Santa's coming. I never, because I, I knew. And I, that was something I always did regret. Growing up, I wished I could have had that mystery and wonder because I never got that. And even now, I'm a very creative person, but I see things as they are. And I, I do kind of miss – I do miss that. I, I do kind of wish I, I would have had that experience. And um, and so I'm curious 
you know, because I, I, I strongly believe that that I don't think there's one right way in this particular thing. I think there are some things that are healthy, unhealthy, and some things that might be more more healthy than others. But I'm curious, uh, Ben, because you, you have a, kids of a variety of different ages. Like when you were to go to a place like like Disneyland or Disney World or something like that, when they were younger, would you tell them that they weren't real? The characters that were weren't real. <laughs> well, and, and I mean this. I mean this genuinely yeah, because we've, if, we've here's the problem with this question, Doctor Jason. We've never been able to do something like that. We've okay. never gone to a place where there was something like that, except for when there is a fearful thing, like going to Chick Fil A and there's a walking cow. <laughs> okay, yeah, right. now that walking cow is creepy, and so then you are then you're doubling and bending over backwards trying to convince the kid it's not real. You know, it's it's <laughs> right. not real. Don't worry, it's a person inside there. Um, you know, I I with the the different ages of the kids and stuff, we've never experienced Disneyland like that. We've never, um, you know, it, the reason I the reason I asked is because I was wondering because I, I do understand the importance of trying to highlight what's fantasy and what's real. I was curious if you felt like you know, you know, if you saw Cinderella. If you felt the need to go, hun, it's a beautiful thing, but romance and love isn't really like that. Uh, that's not real. Or, or you were to see like, um, you know, a Superman character or something like that. Do you do you feel? I mean, obviously, when they're older, that's a that's a different conversation. But when they're younger, do you still feel that need to let them know what's fantasy and what's reality? Um, yeah, a little, so- a little bit. Um- Obviously, there's certain things that – well, like I was just talking with, with my kids about um, you know, things I used to believe when I was little, you know, and that they just kind of – I remember, you know, the conversation finding out that the truth is dogs and cats are both male and female. I used to think <laughs> dogs were boys and girls yeah. – you know, cats, cats were, girls, were girls, you know. And I remember finding that out and being, oh, it just kind of shook my whole everything. And that was something that was coming from my own childhood ignorance or whatever. But um, you know, with my kids, we talk about you know, superpowers aren't real, you know, and so we can't fly, but we can, but I can fly you, you know, and and that kind of thing. <laughs> well, at um, what age did you start doing? Because I'll, I'll just give you an example. My my daughter's two years old, so when I sit there and um, you know, she has a a doll and she calls it Cinderella because it has a blue dress like her other Cinderella. And I go, hun, that's not Cinderella. She goes, yes, it is. And I go, honey, that's not Cinderella. And it, it is, it is real. She does. I go, no, honey, that is not. No, it's Cinderella. Yeah. That's a slightly different angle on the, on the question though. Cause that's oh, yeah. her imprinting well, so on the, it. Well, so is the cat and the dog. Yeah. But that, not, that's not her bad. imprinting on that as opposed to, you know, trying to convince your kid that something that's not real is real, which like with, some families with Santa Claus, you know, Santa's coming, you know. Um, my thing growing up with Santa, and it may, I don't know if this might be going off on another tangent, but I never, I don't remember ever believing in Santa. I always got gifts from Santa, even up until high school. The big gift was just from Santa. You know, yeah. it was just, that's what yeah. it was. No, that's a, that's and, how it was with us, too. And I didn't ever really believe in Santa, Uh but I believed in the magic of Christmas as far as just the feeling of waking up. You know, you go to bed and there's nothing there. And you wake up and there's stuff there. Yeah. You know, and it's 
obviously mom and dad put it out. And I do remember, I, I can't tell you this is when I realized Santa wasn't real because I, I don't remember that aspect of this, but I do remember waking up one night to go to the bathroom. And as I was walking across the hall, it was my door was right across from the bathroom. I'm walking across the hall. I look over to my right and there's my mom. She's <laughs> down the hall walking the other direction from the kitchen to the living room. And she's got two bags uh, in her arms and she looks over and sees me. And I just remember her going, Oh shoot. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she kept moving and I just went to the bathroom. And here's the other thing that happened is we have the tooth fairy. We do the tooth fairy stuff. But it's always with a uh, nod and a wink. And I do remember with my daughter when she was 10 going in for a tooth fairy and um, I'm reaching for her pillow. I didn't even touch the bed yet. And she just – her eyes open. She looks straight at me and just kind of smiles. And I just kind of, oh, this is kind of awkward. you know. And then <laughs> reached under the pillow, took out the tooth, put the dollar back and told her to go back to See- sleep. See, that's – and it's probably just because my, my kids are, are, are very little. But I – I cherish every moment where everything's possible, anything's possible and where it's, you know, it's, it's, there's a little bit of magic to things. And I know, you know, I grew up around church and one of the big things I always hear, uh, cause I do, I do every year. I, I believe that Christmas gets a little bit more secular and a little bit more commercialized. I mean, it used to be happy holidays and then they'd only say Merry Christmas if you said Merry Christmas back. And now if you say Merry Christmas, it's like same to you. Like they won't even go there. Um, so I think there is something there. But I always heard this thing. Well, well, yeah. But if you get kids believing in all this fantasy stuff, that will help them. That will cause them not to believe in Jesus. Well, I've been around unchurched people a lot. My church is full of them. I have never, ever, ever, ever met one per- person who has lost their faith in Jesus because of the tooth fairy or because of Santa Claus, and they realize they weren't real. Mm-hmm. Not to say it can't happen, but I've just never experienced that. And so my concern uh, for my own kids is that especially since they see me teaching this stuff, you know, week in, week out, is that for me to stand there and tell them, Yes, Santa is coming tonight. You're gonna get a gift from Santa. How does he fit down the chimney? I don't know, you know, but he's coming. Better watch out. You know, <laughs> um you know, and then to turn around and be like, well, no, I was just making you believe something. Yeah, but isn't that yeah. what you do? Like, isn't that what you do with like um, my daughter has a dog and she's sitting down there and and I'm, and she's like, oh, and I go, oh, no, you got put the put the doggy over there. The dog has to eat. Oh, no, hey, we got to take the doggy out. The doggy has to go out. I mean, it's it's all make believe. Yeah, I think the difference is that that is. Not a con- well, maybe it is continuous, but with Santa and with God, you're teaching your kids about something they can't see and teaching them that it's real. And I haven't heard of someone say, um, yeah, because my parents taught me about Santa Claus, I don't believe in Jesus, but I have heard on multiple occasions people say, I finally realized that just like Santa, God's not real. And just like Santa, Jesus is just something that um, was being taught to you know keep me in line. And not that their parents were holding up Santa and Jesus as the same thing, but definitely holding that analogy in their mind of Jesus and God being a tale to cause you to be good. But that analogy is used whether you ever believed in Santa or not. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is I, I haven't heard like you. I haven't heard someone say, yeah, my yeah. mom and dad taught me about Santa and I realized, oh, they're liars. They're lying lies, liars who lie lies. You know, yeah. I, I, I haven't heard that's that, why, but I don't want why, I, I want there to I be a clear delineation for my kids of the real story of Christmas is the real story and it is history. Right. Yeah. You know, well, that's it, why that's why for us, because we went through all this. How would we deal with this when she when my oldest gets old enough and she asks those questions. I'm going to be excited because I'm going to use that as a rite of passage. And let's sit down. Let's talk about this. Instead of it being – because the problem I, – I, I believe that when it get, becomes an issue is because parents, they want their kids to stay young forever. So they keep – so out, even after their kid begins to say, hey, what's up with this? And they keep lying and lying and lying and it, that it is lying. It's no longer playing. It's lying. Then you're doing it more for you. You're trying to keep your kid little. You're trying to keep your kid small, and that's a, a different dynamic. Um, that's how we're viewing it. You know, if my daughter gets 17 years old and she's like, "You, you did it wrong," maybe we'll do it differently in, in the fourth or fifth kid. But yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, really you're. You just keep going until you get it right. You know, and then that's why the people with one fam, one kid in their family, it's they're good. They got it right the first time. Yeah. And that's why we're bad parents. We're just like, oh, let's try another one. Which, which is really <laughs> shocking because if you if you would have told me before this that that there was one of you that that shares the story and, and then the other one really doesn't um, – shares it but everyone knows it's not real. Out of totally of guessed, Steve was the one that made sure everybody knows that it's not real from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, I have the Santa Claus is Dead T-shirt that I wear around. Yeah. <laughs> now, to, to be clear here, though, we just don't do it. I have not told Doug, my son, that Santa is not real. My youngest son, I haven't told him that he's not real, but I also haven't told him that he is real. You know, he's just hey, let's you watch the show. You, you know, and you let's told him that he's Israel. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's what it sounded like when you said that. That's funny. Um, so I, and I don't I don't play it up as if he actually is real, but what I do is is I do like plausible denial. So like if they if they guess really young, you know, they're four years old, is Santa Claus real? I'll say, you know, well, you know, does he bring you presents? You know, did he write you that letter? And sort of let them answer it themselves because it's still part of that playtime. So I won't come right out and say no. Santa Claus is didn't you know dead? You know he lived thousand five hundred years ago. He's just an old man who gave stuff to people. You know I don't I don't I don't try to do that. But I will play it up for them because I know it's still part of that play. And I don't feel like I need to go on a crusade to make sure all kids know Santa's not real. Right. When right. with when that parent kind of called me out on well, there's still you know. There's parents who still play that he's real with with these aged kids. I I wanted to honor that. I mean, I I don't feel like oh I've got a that parent's wrong, so I'm going to say it three times next week. It was okay. How do I figure out my way around this so I can make sure that we can say hey? It, it kind of changed the language for me. You know, here's the real story of Christmas, the important story, the first Christmas that you know is history. All the other stuff is fun. You know, and instead of saying all the other stuff is not true, so stop believing it, you stupid kid. It was just <laughs> all the other stuff is fun, you know, and and so I'm kind of like with you, Steve, not the plausible deniability quite to that degree, 
but to the point where, you know, I'm not going to, I understand and I want to honor parents that they they know what they're doing. They know their kids and they know themselves too. Cause Steve, I'm not, I would never tell you to stop doing what you're doing because that's a big part of the way you're expressing and teaching God to mm-hmm. these kids and, and showing them how do you re- relate to God and stuff like that. It's not my way because it's not me, you know? And so it's, I, I don't begrudge anyone that. And no, no, I, I bent I over backwards to make sure I did not make that mistake again the next year when I did a Christmas thing. So. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, everyone, everyone has to go with what they believe that God's put on their conscience to do. And, and, um, and I think there's probably a few different ways to go about it. That's both God honoring and, and not compromising. But anyways, well, God, <laughs> I, I think it is time to be done now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's time for See, us to. I, I thought there was a little bit more in there that I sort of wanted to tease out. So I'm really glad we, uh, we had the, the whole discussion. That's oh, good. My conversation would have been 32 seconds. Uh, your conversation <laughs> was 32 minutes. So. My conversation was 0.32 seconds. It would (laughs) would not even been. Let's do a quick goodbye. So, goodbye. (laughs) Godspeed, everyone. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast, hosted by Ben Avery, Steve MacDonald, and Dr. Jace O'Neill. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. Please join in the conversation by visiting our website, strangersandaliens.com, where you will find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangers. Or you can leave us a voicemail on the Strangers and Aliens hotline. Just call 1-804-37-ALIEN and leave your message. And once again, thanks for listening.